Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. I had to take a little bit of time off. Got a little busy there, but it's good to be back. Lots of stuff going on. <laughs> Lots to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. I'm, 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 I'm going to say this real quick. I'm going to say this. Black people. Dear black people. Are on hold <laughs> from giving all white people hugs <laughs> for at least a month. Yeah, the hug. Look, the hug that the ran hug. across social media. <laughs> it, it's funny because you know you see. In my experience, I've seen white people who some have been like, I mean, that was a real, a real moment. And every black person I know has been like, nah, nah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, most black people. See, it's been a split. It's been a split of people in reactions to this. Let's let's go back for a moment. Let's go back and just... God, when this brother was gunned down, it's been, what, a year now? Talking about Bakugin, for those of you who haven't picked up (laughs) on the cues. Right. Um, Let's keep in mind that his brother has been dealing with it for a year. Traumatized. I think he was about 16 when his brother was killed. So... I do keep that, and, and everybody mourns their own way, and so I do have compassion for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But anyway, go on, explain stuff. No, so I was just, you know, just setting the stage, and I just wanted to say, you know, we just want to give a moment of silence to this brother who lost his life, because, you know, we we debate and sometimes laugh in the midst of the pain of it all, but, you know, a brother lost his life, um, and, you know, we're sorry for that. It's painful for the entire community when that happens so senselessly, so... Moment of silence yeah. for the brother. All right. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of I need to shut up. We trying to have a moment of silence. Everybody sitting there talking still. <laughs> but now going back to the reaction, the response, the reaction, the response. Yes. So yeah. it's been a weird couple days here because you know the first of all. I had prepared myself the day that the jury's away, like, you know, deliberating. I remember getting to work. I sat in my car for a minute. I prepared myself for this woman to walk. I was convinced. I was like, oh, she's going to walk. I was convinced. And I was preparing myself so I wouldn't be angry for the rest of the day. And um, so I was shocked when I saw the verdict came in. I was shocked. Even as obvious and blatant as the case was, I was shocked. I knew she wasn't going to walk because she literally shot the brother when he was in his drawers having a bowl of ice cream in his own place. So I knew she wasn't going to walk from that. But I I knew she was going to, I mean, really, I knew she was going to get a light sentence. Right. I knew that. that, that and, and so when the sentencing came down, I was like, it's still not good enough. This is murder. Yeah. This is murder. This is like pretty much first degree murder. You know, I mean, I don't know if it was first degree, may have been second no. degree. It's, they're still, I mean, t- this whole case is still very suspicious to me. Um, 
like something is definitely amiss. This woman like walks into the wrong apartment and then like shoots a man in his heart. And like at no point between her like walking into somebody else's apartment and pulling pulling her gun and shooting someone in the heart, like nothing register her like, oh damn, I'm in the wrong place. I there's oh, something well, amiss here. But what's first degree murder? Is premeditated. So you walk into somebody's apartment, mm-hmm. they're eating ice cream and their drawers. <laughs> And your first thing, your first idea is to shoot them. Let me tell you something. If I walk into my apartment right. and I saw some old white dude sitting there and his drawers eating ice cream, my first thought would probably be to laugh first. Uh-huh. But then I'd be like, what the hell are you doing in my apartment? My first thought isn't, I'm going to shoot you. Right. Yeah. It's not like he had a bat or something. The, the, the was eating ice cream. <laughs> it's true. I mean, there's something, there's something amiss here. There is definitely something amiss. I don't know if we'll ever know what exactly happened but there's something amiss and that's why it is so difficult for me to accept all the reactions so we had we had three different reactions that people were reacting to after this case you had the bailiff who i'm still the jury in my opinion still a little bit out on what she was doing when she was stroking (laughs) her hair and checking her collar it looked i mean it looked (laughs) it looked like a mammy moment it did like a mammy moment right but, but we're giving her the benefit of the it doubt. It could have been a contraband check. So yeah. I'm going to allow this sister to at some point make a statement and let us know what she was doing before I throw her under the bus. And this was in what? In Texas? This was in Texas. It, this, it, gets the, this, this gets the, hmm. <laughs> it did. Go on. It looked highly suspect. But then you have the judge who also came down. This is, I think, after sentencing had already been like read and court was adjourned. She comes down, hugs, whispers in her ear, sweet nothings, hands her her personal mm. Bible. Mm. <laughs> Meme. Um, I don't know that there's any precedence for anything like that happening, especially all of my lawyer friends are like, we ain't never seen anything like that. That was just weird and inappropriate. A murder. Uh, that yeah. Person mur- okay. Yeah. Then you got, go on. you got the man's brother on the stand. I guess this was before sentencing. Like, just, I mean, professing love for this woman and just saying, I forgive you, I love you, and I want, begging for hugs. The thing is just getting weirder and weirder and weirder as we're watching he this. Sound, he sounded like he was her boyfriend. It was, it was weird. And it then, was weird. And then, there's more, but there's more. But there's more. <laughs> then, his father comes out, like, later that, that day or a day later, and is just like, I, I love that. you, and I want us to be friends. What is happening here? This woman walked into this man's apartment and shot him in the heart. Like, what is this love fest going on here? I, I don't I don't understand. I don't get it. I, I don't I don't want to tell people how to mourn. Right. Mm-hmm. But this shit is crazy, it's man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Look, first off, you can forgive somebody without professing unconditional love for somebody. <laughs> And begging for hugs. Like, I I get, and this is what I said before it even started. Like, I got a lot of jokes, but I'm not going to go there today. Right. You know? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But I said before it even started, this brother has been dealing with this for a whole year. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing it like a year later, and he's professing his love, and he's forgiven. And I had to remember, okay, he's been dealing with it for a year. He's processed it. This is his healing. Get it. Cool. But... But I still don't get the point 
of, I don't know if this is allowed or legal, but can I give her a hug? I just want to give her, you don't got to give her a hug. Right. Somebody in the family, to me, somebody in the family should have been like, nah, dog. Right. Nah, right. nah, 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 that ain't going to happen, statement, dog. but don't, don't go there. Yeah, hug me. Right. Hug me. I'm, I'm going to intercept this hug. Hug right. me, man. We're not hugging the person that shot my brother. Right. So The father. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, the father. Mm-hmm. Okay, the father, it looked like he was in church or something. Mm-hmm. And here we go again with black Christians. <laughs> right. What the hell is wrong with them? So that's what I want to talk about. Like, you know, the family is dealing with what the family's dealing with. I saw, and, and I wish, because of course... The, the media wants to just show all this loving and hugging and, oh, my God, this is such a beautiful moment, beautiful moment. I see much fewer coverage of the mom demanding justice and demanding changes and the that's police true. force demanding changes in community. And to me, that's what's important because nothing, no change comes with all this loving and hugging. Change comes no. when you demand change like the mom is doing but that's not getting as much coverage but anyway i digress let's talk about these black christians because what i have noticed um in my social media um yes my social media threads is that you have folks who are just like oh hell no and then you have the black christians who like as soon as you open the debate they crack open the bible and start quoting bible scriptures to you and i'm just like oh my god can we like can we put the bible away and have like uh, a sensible, logical conversation? Can we, like, look at the facts? Can we, like, problem solve? Can we come up with some solutions without you quoting the Bible? You mean you want to have a conversation without white Jesus? <laughs> it drives me crazy because I just feel like the Bible has just been, it's been thrust upon black people for centuries to force us into just being docile. I saw a quote from somebody on social media, which I was like, this is is so true. That religion is a tool to shame rebellion out of the slaves and encourage obedience. And I mean that it has worked like a T even a hundred years after slavery has ended. I feel like black people are still ashamed or somehow, you know, have this notion that it's not okay to be angry. It's not okay to demand justice is not okay to be like I don't forgive you no like I'm drawing a line in the sand I, I want I want things to change these are our demands they need to be met it's just like no that's not what Jesus said that's not what the Bible says we have to love our enemies and I'm like what is that getting us no one else does that I don't know and they damn sure aren't forgiving you no when you shoot them I don't like anybody being shot but I've never seen some white person understand after the black person came and killed somebody in their family or something. I just want to let you know I forgive you mm-hmm. and I just want to give you a hug. No. They were like, you're a monster. You're a thug. You're this, that, and a third. Whatever. This yeah. woman got so much damn love in the courtroom. I sat there talking to my therapist and said, I just want as much love as, as Miss Geiger. Or whatever her name is. Right. What's her name? I, just, uh, I Amber want the same kind Greiger. of love. Yeah. Amber, yeah, Amber <laughs> Greiger. I want the same kind of love she got, man. Right. That was a lot of love. A lot of love. And what kills me, you know. And you would have thought she saved the dude, not shot the dude. Right. And accidents happen, okay? Accidents do happen. And I understand, like, if it were truly an accident, I understand. I understand having some forgiveness. But. That wasn't an accident. To me, like I said, there's a whole lot of things that are amiss. I mean, they've been pulling out all of her, like, you know, basically her her and her family and friends 
flushed their social media pages after this happened, like before this even came to trial. Like, you know, she after she shot him, first of all, she shot him. She didn't do like, I don't think anything to try uh-uh. and save his life. Um, he no. sat there and like bled to death on the floor. Um, and then basically there was a cover up that ensued after that. And then she and her family and friends completely deleted all their social media, which, of course, people have been digging and finding all sorts of like, you know, racially charged things yeah yeah, that she's that she's been saying okay so all this has been happening and then she gets on the stand first of all when she shows up for court she's all blonde and mopey and crying and i'm like they basically painted the picture of the you know the poor defenseless helpless white woman she had the nerve yes oh she cried she cried then had the nerve to come out her mouth and say I was afraid for my life. I thought he was going to kill me. So I'm like, you are like very subtly painting this black man like he's some scary monster. And you, this blonde haired white woman, were afraid for your life. And so that's why you should be justified in what happened. So like all of this together, again, I'm looking at this family and I'm looking at all these people on social media who are just like, you know, this is what Christ would have wanted. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I, I refuse to, to look at this as an accident because it plays into the whole theory of she feared for her life. She thought she was in her apartment, and then King Kong walked up, right. and she started blasting. And it wasn't an accident. She shot him. That's it. Yeah. You can... Look, I... You know, I had a guy who... <laughs> he was high on something. Mm-hmm. Climbed on my balcony. Was banging on the back door. What? This is my yeah yeah. This is when uh, me and Aaron were roommates. Oh, banging on the back door. Did <laughs> you met recently? No, I, <laughs> uh, I came and opened the door and I grabbed him. I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Right. I could have shot through the window. Like, yo, I thought right. he was gonna. It, it wasn't. It wasn't an accident, man. That was that was that was murder. That to me, that was just murder. Um, I have no sympathy for. No. You know, um, she'll be out in three years. Yep. Still making Martin Luther King jokes. Exactly. And all mm-hmm. types of nigga jokes. Mm-hmm. And black people will still be blessing her in the blood of white Jesus. <laughs> Can I get a menu here? Number one, never want to run about the gun. I wasn't licensed to have one. The minute they see me, fear me. I'm the epitome of public enemy. Used abuse without clues. I refuse to blow a fuse. They even had it on the news. Don't believe the hype. Was the start of my last jam, so here it is again, another death jam. But since I gave you all a little something that I knew you lacked, they still consider me a new jack. So, uh, speaking of bad advice from the Bible, (laughs) (laughs) it's full of bad advice. (laughs) It is full of bad advice. There's a couple of good good things in there too, but it's full of bad advice. Yeah. So, a couple weeks ago... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a couple weeks ago, Fantasia, Fantasia Barino of uh, American Idol fame, uh, she yeah. had made a statement that, you know, women need to learn how to submit. And that's why we don't, you know, have men and husbands and stuff, because we don't learn how, we need to learn how to submit. Is she talking and to that, black women or all women? Uh, I don't, I think she was talking to all women. I think so. Okay. I mean, her target audience is black people because she sings R&B music. But I think in general, she was talking about just women that we need to be submissive and accept that men are the head of the family, head of the household. And so, you know, that 
that's her opinion. So I, I don't even want to so much talk about her. Is again, the conversation that ensued afterwards, I was just like, oh, wow, women, women are really buying this, huh? Y'all just really eating this up. And again, oh, they, they it. yeah, again, their, their point of reference was the, the Bible, 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 of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they can pull out a scripture for you in a minute. Tell you in a heartbeat, man, in a heartbeat. So they, of course, they pulling out all these scriptures about, you know, how the wife is supposed to submit to the husband and blah, blah, blah. And um, okay. it was just interesting because, like, you're trying to argue. Well, first of all, you can't argue with people when their frame of reference is the Bible. And that's, like, all they go to. Like, they won't even yeah. debate with you it, on any other pointless. point. It's pointless. It's pointless. And what yeah. I've come to learn is that once they start quoting scripture, you just say, okay, never mind. <laughs> it's really pointless. Yeah. But the funny thing was, like, people were trying to argue that the word submit in the Bible doesn't really mean submit. It means something else. Like the Bible has its own dictionary of words. And so yeah. I'm like, no, submit means submit. Like you fall back, you be subservient. You take on the role of being someone who is lesser than, and you let someone else be superior to you. Like that is what submit means. Sound like she been reading the Quran. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the word. That's what submit means. That's in the Bible was written by a bunch of men who were, you know, alive in a very patriarchal society. And um, that's, they wrote it and they intended it. Yes. But women nowadays, I mean, they try to like construe it a little bit so that it, you know, it kind of suits their needs, but that's what it means. Yeah, it does. Uh, so I just don't understand where this even came from. It's, it's Was she just making a statement on... Like, why there's so many baby mothers nowadays? I don't know. Or, I didn't even read the whole... I didn't read her whole statement, or I think she also posted some video or something. I, I think she was just trying to say that this is what's working in her marriage, and if more women did this, then maybe you'll have a man, too. I think that well, was what let, she was let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's look at this real quick. Okay, I don't know Fantasia from a grain of salt. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. But Fantasia would have been... Just like the rest of us, working nine to five, you know what I'm saying? H- had a baby or two with a man or whatever, or maybe without a man. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If she didn't go on a reality show and get famous. Mm-hmm. My whole point is, empower to her. She's famous. She's making money. I want to see her succeed. You do not need to take advice from Fantasia <laughs> on, <laughs> on how to be with your man. So her and her man are working out. Maybe he's into that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some guys don't like that. Some guys like a strong woman who's like, no, I, I want. She's going to tell me what to do. Right. Yeah. Or they want to be a partner. Right. There's different strokes for different folks. But when you come and make a blanket statement like that, and that's not just her, that's just anybody. Yeah. When you make yeah, a blanket statement about mm-hmm. this is what works for relationships and women, y'all need to do this, blah, blah, blah. People say it to men too. You need to be this. You need to be more of a man. Men became punks. They used to be. They used to be head of the household. Oh, they did. And men were always punks. <laughs> <laughs> just put on. A, they were. They, they just put on the front. Men were always punks. What are you talking about? It was never leave it to Beaver days when the man came home and everybody just listened to what he said. It was never like that. Well, the thing that kills me, though, is like, I don't know. There's this notion that, again, like the man is the head of the household and somehow like what he does is more important in the family. Like, I mean, you have two if you have a traditional household of two adults, you know, having a family, raising children, having a home. Everyone's contributing and every part is important. So I don't understand why somebody has to be subservient and someone has to be like the leader or the master like 
I don't understand why we can't be partners. Sometimes you're going to know better than me, and then I fall back and let you take the lead. And sometimes vice versa. So I just don't understand, like, why there has to be this position of submission. And then why people, like, want to uphold that. But, again, a lot of people who uphold this, it goes back to the Bible. Because the Bible has some verse about submission. And so they're like, well, that's what the Bible says. Which is why I get back to us having bad advice from the Bible. Taking bad advice from the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I, I think... I don't think any of these books are the answer. I've said that mm-hmm. before, and I and I still stand by it. But um, I don't know. I think like once you submit to somebody, man or female, yeah, <clears throat> it's too much power for people to have. It is you too much I mean? power. And that's to me. I feel like that's where whether it's verbal, psychological, or physical. I feel like that's where the abuse mentality begins. Absolutely. Once you just submit to that person, right. it's like whatever you say. I'm sorry, you were right. right. Like. Either that or it's like, oh, my God, you get on my nerves. You're uh-huh. too submissive. Please. I've been in that situation, mm. too. Mm-hmm. Like, really? I'm right about this? Nah, I need somebody to check me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm sorry, Fantasia. That's, wasn't that a Disney movie? So, fan, wait, was there a Disney movie called? I think something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> in there, yeah. <laughs> okay, Whatever. okay, Minnie Mouse. <laughs> this is, thanks for the advice. <laughs> but I'll pass. Me too. I don't want nobody's all boring and submissive. I mean, a freak. I'm grown. I'm like, we we gotta be partners. Like I said, I'm happy to fall back if you know more about something than I do. But it's some things that I feel pretty confident in. And um, yeah. if you don't know those things, I'm not gonna take a back seat to you. Yeah, I hear you. So whatever. Well, more bad advice from the Bible. Not feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, dear black people. All right. What have we learned? We need a. Uh... Last couple of weeks, I feel like we've learned that um, the Bible is keeping black people um, in a position of, I don't know, obedience. Yeah, but I think I think I think black people really need to start thinking for themselves and stop. Look, yeah. I, I, it's unfortunate, but a lot of the religious books that you have to deal with are from other people. Yes, you know, there's it's the the Quran, the Bible, the Buddhists. That's all other people's books. And um, they say it's for everybody, but at the end of the day, it's not. It's for their own people, and they don't want you being a part of it unless you're giving them money, which then they take it. Or unless you're being (laughs) submissive and subservient to them, then they're like, okay, cool. So you got to start thinking for your own, leave these religions alone, to me, in my opinion, you know. Uh, You can try to You can try to paint Jesus black all you want, but at the end of the day, when you try to go to bed and you're sleeping at night, and you see a light from the sky, and you say, what is that? What is that? You know who's coming down? It's not black, Jesus. 
His white <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, in my opinion, you can you can learn from different religions and cultures. I think there's nuggets of truth and and information and light that we can learn from and grow from. But God, we don't have to just take it all hook, line, and sinker. I mean, like, use your intelligence, use your logic. Like, let's let's start with some facts and and let's see what works for us. And I feel like until we do that, like we're, we're never going to get ahead as people. I mean, we got a lot of other problems too, but that's one of them. We're never going to get ahead as people because we have just like, I mean, accepted a position of obedience and subservience. It's like the focus is the afterlife. My reward is in heaven. Right. But that's what like colonizers been telling slaves and stuff forever. Your reward is in heaven. How about your reward being right here on earth? And white Jesus doesn't love you he never did (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't want you (laughs) ronald reagan is in his heaven george washington and thomas jefferson are in his heaven harriet tubman is in black heaven black heaven heaven. (laughs) malcolm x is in black heaven black heaven Marcus Garvey, Black Heaven. Black Heaven. <laughs> so let's hear it one time for Black Heaven. Michael Jackson, Black. Well, 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 well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He might be at the gates. I don't know if he, well, he, I don't know if he made it. it in. He working on it. He working on it. Oh, we got a baby at the table. Uh oh, it's time to get the kids' meal. Right. It's time to get the kids' meal. She look mad too. Where'd she, she come do? from? Hi. <laughs> All right, two times for the black heaven. Black heaven. <laughs> and heaven, heaven can also be here on earth. Let's remember that. Yes, it can. You ain't got to wait till the afterlife. Somebody, Heaven's here on earth. Somebody shoot you, shoot you or shoot your mother or your sister. You beat that ass. <laughs> hey, bye. Baby looking at us like we cry. And a dog is a baby and a dog. And a dog. What is happening? <laughs> what kind of place is this? <laughs> this ain't even my dog. Who is this? <laughs> this Who ain't is even this? my baby. Who is this? Oh, grabbing my face. <laughs> oh my, my God. Dog, this this meal needs to be comped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, get this right water off of me. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, goodness. And since this meal is free, bring back that dessert menu. Yeah. <laughs>